I will say, so no one gets their hopes up about this, or their expectations up. It isn't the amount of poo <laughs> that is surprising. It's it's the area. It's the surface area. <laughs> the distribution. <laughs> it's the distribution. <laughs> what's it, that's, what's mile, gonna knock, that's what's going to knock your socks off. A mile off. wide, inch deep, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Super Agile Brothers. You already know what it is, where we talk about everything and nothing. I'm super excited about this episode. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, first, you know, introducing myself. My name is Bradston. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, we got Kyle in the building. Kyle, tell the people, hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, I appreciate that. And uh, Steve as well. Steve, tell the people, hey, hey. Greetings. Mm. I mean, of course, of course. He, he, he. <laughs> but anyway, th- you know what? This is a perfect. This is perfect because this episode's going to be a little bit different than the episodes we've done before. You know, we're not talking about aliens. We're not talking about video games. We're going to be talking a little bit about ourselves and our origin stories. I thought it'd be cool for the listening audience and for each other to kind of <laughs> reminisce on how. Uh, Super Agile Brothers even came together. Um, before it was, there were Super Agile Brothers. There was just a group of friends. Um, and, uh, I want to kind of just hear like kind of everybody's story, like kind of what led them to how we met. Um, I love to hear from y'all's perspective. Uh, and also just in this, this, I'm hoping this time we can have a little bit of a conversation about our careers and, and, uh, just our dreams and hopes and what we want to do. So, um, so essentially, uh, I guess to start off, I guess a little bit of backstory on who we are and why we are even doing a podcast. So um, we are the Super Agile Brothers, but there's a lot of stuff behind that. Um, I guess I guess I want to throw it out to y'all because I have had plenty of time to think about this. But like, why are we called? And I want to hear from y'all's perspective. Why are we called the Super Agile Brothers? What makes us us? So like Kyle, Steve. Like, what do you feel like makes us who we are? It was a dark and stormy night. Mm. Um, I mean, to be absolutely clear, we're the Super Agile Brothers because we couldn't think of a better name. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, the best name. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's a fun mishmash of our, uh, our connections, I guess. What, what brought us together, what brings us together. Um, if anyone he, listening is in the tech world, you may you may recognize Agile as uh, the methodology by which everyone pretends to develop, but no one actually does. <laughs> the, the, you just believe in, you believe in Agile yeah. and it'll come to you. Yes. <laughs> if you say it enough. <laughs> if you say Scrum, but never write mm. it down because it's illegal, because it's copyright, uh, if you say it enough, then you're good. Yeah, you're good. that's agile. Am I being agile yet? <laughs> the answer is always yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like, I mean, like Steve said, um, I mean, like, for me, and, you know, I, I don't mean to jump in here, but, and y'all can continue, but for me, like, I, like kind of like Steve said, this is kind of just a, I don't know, I'm not going to say a weird friendship because we're just friends and we just talk, like, all the time about random stuff but like really how our friendships really began together all three of us was um at work um you know for we all came from different places kind of sorta uh but we kind of found a uh a, a unity at our job so so just a background we all are we, met, are we allowed to say where we work yeah what, man is, is it a secret through us well they, no. they be suing everybody. They'll definitely sue us. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how, not, how can they sue us for telling us where we work? That's just a I don't part even of have a job. That's I don't even real. work for them anymore. Yeah, he doesn't even have a job because he got fired because they knew what we were going to talk about today. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, we all worked at IBM. Okay. Um, and I mean, me and me and Steve go further back. That's a yeah. whole other tale. But like we, Georgia all Tech. three of us, um, became the Super Agile Brothers at IBM in uh baton rouge louisiana 
to figure out where that is if you really wanted to. Um, did you know they, that Baton Rouge mm-hmm. is the state capital? Did, did, did you know? Did you know that, Steve? I found that out more recently <laughs> than I would like to admit. Did you oh, know really? that Baton Rouge is French for sausage? Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Google it. And if Google says something different, it's wrong. It's wrong. Just, I, just I, know this, I know this older fellow who's kind of like the... Uh, he kind of has this like grandpa, like friendly uncle kind of mentality. Or uh, the vibe, I should say. That's his vibe. And every time he would check up on me, he'd be like, how's all, how's Steve doing over there in a uh, red stick? Got to throw it out there. <laughs> I, I, mean, I am in red stick. I feel like everybody who I knew was like, hey, man, how you doing in New Orleans? Oh, I'm like, God. man, I don't know how many times. I got to tell you, I don't live in New Orleans. <laughs> how's Mardi Gras going? <laughs> oh, we going great. You know, we always do that Mardi Gras. It's always <laughs> like, in the bayou. In the bayou. That's all we do, babe. I have three uh, shrunken heads in my garage. (laughs) Yep. That's standard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But have uh, some beads. You know, just jump by. But anyway, you know, we were down in Baton Rouge. We met IBM. Really, you know what's interesting? I never asked this. I assume it was kind of through me. But like three yams, a.k.a. Kyle and Steve, who I always call Shoop. How did y'all meet? Did y'all meet? In the in the ad to get before me or was I just the middle point? No, you you were the catalyst. Um, yeah, that brought us together because yeah, I sure, met yeah. you at IBM, and because of Unity, as you mentioned before, the uh, game engine, and and me wanting to leverage anything that you had to where I could eventually surpass you know, him, surpass him, <laughs> and take his throne. <clears throat> but uh yeah so when we were working in the agile space at mm. ibm yeah mm. then steve miraculously showed up as he said on a dark and stormy night and our lives have never been the same for better or worse to be yeah. fair every night in baton rouge is a dark and stormy night that's unfortunate truth <laughs> i mean okay so i guess some explanation because we've been mentioning agile so steve was talking about so okay we work in the tech industry and as steve said if you're familiar with the tech industry you're familiar probably with the agile methodology which is for those who are not uh in the tech industry it's basically just a methodology for doing product development um and it's used heavily in like it stuff but even outside of that anywho it's a big buzzword it's pretty much its own meme buzz buzz yeah, it, it buzz 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 <laughs> throwback um uh nobody will get that but um <laughs> so at our ibm center where we all worked they were really trying to uh, uh i guess adopt agile quickly uh to make us more you know competitive in the market and uh it was a relatively new building uh well I was like the first class of employees, I guess you could say, first hires who was working at this building like maybe five, six years ago. But it was new. So they brought in all this new furniture and they created what was called the, the Agile Space. space. I tried to unify it with you, but it didn't work. And the Agile Space's whole intent was to be like the location that teams who work together in the building would come together to work agilely. Um, mm. it it was like cool. How would y'all describe it? Describe. I would like to hear. How do you describe the agile space from memory? What it did it was, look like? So, if you've heard of the the rash of open floor plans in these new uh, office buildings that everyone's so proud of, that are mm-hmm. objectively terrible, mm. uh, it it was kind of like that, but thankfully to a much smaller degree. It was just one little room. I say little. It was like, you know, it was the corner of the building, and it had some serious space and they had these stand-up desks that were pretty slick and a few TVs and these big windows that looked out over the Mississippi, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And, uh, yeah, we, the, the idea was to come together to meet, to, to collaborate and all the other buzzwords that are connected to open, you know, open floor, whatever seating, but people weren't like permanently stationed there. Unless you were us, <laughs> we, we left our desks and we basically made the agile space our desk. Yeah, we were squatters to the fullest degree in mm-hmm. the agile space. And 
sometimes they let us know. You know, they would come and tell us, you can't work here every single day. And we just ask, why not? And they never had an answer. So they would leave and we would yeah. stay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so unless so, they had, unless they had talked to Beth and then. Yeah. Or to, Carol. Then we scheduled or, some yeah. time. Yeah. Then we yeah. left. So. I guess I, y'all prob- do y'all know the origin of why I started sitting over there? Do you know what happened? I no. think it was to avoid somebody. I'm just gonna guess. <laughs> no, no, it was it was actually very random. So okay, so I like I think I mentioned it before, but like I was one of the first like group of people to get hired at, in this building, right? And uh, I got hired in with a whole bunch of people. And one thing about how our IBM center worked is that like we would get put on different projects that might send us to different places. So we traveled a lot. And like when out I, of state, he means not yeah, just yeah, to other yeah. floors. Yeah. Like out of state and sometimes to other floors of the building, but n- most of the time out of state. So you rarely like, there's a good portion of people who are rarely ever in the building. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that all the people who are on my team who sat next to me at my, I guess, I guess you could call where we sat cubicles. Yeah, they, they were cubicles. They were, they were cubicles. like half cubicles. Yeah, they were like cubicles with no walls, kind of. They just had little, like, stumps. Yellow yeah, stumps. But anyway, <laughs> all, all, the people, walls. all the people on my team got on projects that had them traveling every single day of the week. Okay. And I was the only person on my team who was on a project that didn't need me to travel. Mm. So so what ended up happening is that I would go to my desk every day and literally nobody would be around me. I'm talking like five, six desks to my left, five, six desks to my right, t- 10 desks behind me, 10 desks on the other side of the wall behind me, another 10 desks. So literally I was like the only person sitting in this giant room and it was just like really, really weird. Um, and this went on for weeks and. Like, I don't know, one day I just kind of got tired of just sitting there and the agile space, which was supposed to be used for teams, was never being used, like ever. Like no, it was always empty. Almost always empty. And I don't know, one day I was like, you know what, I want to go use the cool stand-up desks and I like the light because, uh, as Steve said, like the the room overlooked the river and it was all glass walls. Like mm-hmm. it, was, it was just windows for walls. Crazy nice view. It was very nice. Beautiful, natural light. Just uh, cool furniture, I guess you could say. It's like a um, taste of the penthouse. Yes. I got to say, I got to mm-hmm. give IBM some credit because that could have been somebody's office, but instead True. they made it an open space. Yeah, yeah. They made they made a corner, what would be in a corner office, into a, a large room that was for the community. And uh, so I just went in there and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go on the stand-up desk. It's probably more healthy for me or whatever i don't know so i just started going in there and and i went in there every single day and people would just come by and like see me and be like what are you doing in here and i was like i don't know like nobody's here so i'm just standing in the agile space (laughs) and it kind of became a joke right and then like at the same time me and kyle were like becoming good friends and we were working on like game projects together um and so kyle would be sitting at his desk and then, like, we'd be talking, and then Kyle would come over, and then, like, I'd be like, yo, Kyle, look at this. And then he would look at it, and he'd be like, oh, and he'd bring his computer over. And it, and I don't know what was going on in your mind, but I don't think you ever had the intent to No, stay. I never intended to stay. <laughs> never. <laughs> I hardly knew you at that point. So, yeah, you know, like, I was like, there's this weird guy standing in this room with all these windows, you know. <laughs> by himself. I'll come see what he's talking about, but then I'm promptly leaving afterwards. <laughs> but you know uh unity you in. brought us together unity video game engine. it did and uh so we just started like working on random projects together i think literally the same project for a little bit or something i don't know just a lot of random stuff happened and uh i think what really solidified me and kyle's friendship was uh what was it not was it not over blood tale of the um, sun tale of the sun mm-hmm. so so Kyle, do you remember when I told you to watch Tale of the Sun <laughs> and, and what happened after that? It was so, yeah, I remember I was just sitting at my desk um, and this was I would think I was still looking for a project at this time or was working on a PLC. So, you know, PLC I inter- being a, a proof, uh, of, proof concept. of concept. Proof yeah. Of concept. Proof of concept. Another buzz. 
But it didn't, didn't mean anything. But anyway, so yeah, so I had intermittent time, and we would use um oh well, same time to same send time. instant messages. Uh, mm-hmm. The days of same time. And so you sent me a random YouTube link, and you it, super replay, tale of the sun, and I don't think it was the first. Was it was it multi episode or did they play it all in one sitting? It was multi. It was multi. It was multiple episodes. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't believe you sent me the first episode. You sent me whatever episode you were on because something happened. I don't remember what it was, but it was like a turning point for you, and you were like, and I just had to see it. And yeah, it was some conversation we were having. Maybe it was because of your game, Big Ninja, or something. I can't remember, I remember. what oh, made Ninja. me send you that video. Yeah, but yeah. So anyway, yeah. After watching that video, like our lives have never been the same because <laughs> <laughs> whatever was in that video inspired Amber and the countless yeah. hours we spent on that. Yeah, and and for those who don't know, Super Replay is basically like Game Informer. They had like a uh, this kind of video show where they would go back and play old games, and but they play them like in pieces. Sometimes, like, for 30 minutes, but sometimes they'd have what was called super replays, where they'd play a full game through. And I had discovered this a long time ago, like, when I was in college. And I'd seen Tale of the Sun, and I really, like, was enthralled by it. But, you know, I kind of forgot about it. And it's something me and Kyle were talking about, game development, who knows. And he, he reminded me of it, and I was like, oh, you should check this out. And essentially, Tale of the Sun... <sighs> <laughs> I feel like it's really hard to describe Taylor's son in this game, <laughs> but essentially it was like an open world adventure caveman uh, from a cereal box. I think the game was. You think you got a game cereal from a cereal box? box, or or from a like a sweepstakes or something? Like it yeah, was, some kind of confectionery. Yeah, it was like confectionaries that they. It was super random. That sounds super random. And uh, if you haven't shoot you, or Steve, you you should definitely watch it just to see like. <laughs> What what yes. is super weird, and there's no game that I can think of that really, <laughs> you know, brings that type of. It, it was so cool. It was cool for how stupid it was, number one, <laughs> but it also had like this roguelike, and it, like where you would die and then you'd become another person. Your ancestor. Had, yeah, like your ancestor, and then you had to fight these uh, what, what are you, woolly mammoths. To get their tusks. Some jaguars, so, I think we're in there. Or jaguars and pigs. That's where Ganon. <laughs> so many <laughs> so many things came from it. But the thing that really happened is it inspired us to make a game. Mm-hmm. Like, we were like, yo, we need to make an open world game where you just explore. Like an adventure game. A true adventure game. And I think that's when 3Yams, a.k.a. Kyle, started to cohabitate with me <laughs> the agile space and the, the we would space. spend we'd probably we'd get there at like eight o'clock and then not leave till like 10 sometimes so till it 10, was yeah. it was it was real for a minute yeah we were we were hardcore like that was to me those are some of my most fondest memories uh like when i was still at that building like yeah we'd get in super early we you know maybe our project we wouldn't have too much or maybe we'd finish our project work and then we'd just be talking sharing videos you know uh working on our project from time to time going to meetings and then then when work finished we would just work on uh our game amber and yeah like it kind of solidified the agile space because at that time i was just one crazy guy right (laughs) and then when when kyle joined it was like oh this this must be a place so you were a crazy guy connected to another crazy guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so now fast forward a bit. Steve, who I know from uh, Georgia Tech, and also we we grew up. I guess you could say in the faith together in church, and you know that's how kind of we really met. Uh, Steve gets a job at at um, IBM. No, with us. So you got me a job at IBM. With you, basically, I was looking for. (laughs) Basically, I uh, I studied physics, and then I graduated, and I was like, "What have I done? (laughs) Uh, I can't find a job." And Bradston reached out and said, "Hey, I know you like computers. Maybe you would like to work at IBM." It was it it was a lot more random that 
Do you remember exactly how it happened? Yeah, I, I, I was living at home in South Carolina. I was visiting the church. I was visiting friends in here at, uh, in Georgia, but I was at church that Sunday. You were visiting from Louisiana, and both of us were visiting, so both of us were like, oh, what's up? I haven't seen you, not realizing at first that it was a coincidence. Like, oh, yeah. I thought the other person was here. Uh, but no, we're both visiting, just happened to, to intersect. Oh, wow. And I mean, it's not that much of a coincidence because we we both would have gone to that church on a weekend that we were visiting. But anyway, yeah, but we were that's that's why we were talking. And then is there another detail that I'm missing? that you? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the only thing I remember is I mean, there's definitely like a, a wow moment because I only visited church when I came to Atlanta every once in a while because it was so far from where my parents lived. So sometimes huh. I wouldn't be able to come. And I just happened okay. to be that weekend. You just happened to be that weekend. But we were just talking and you were saying, oh, I'm, you know, my physics and I'm looking, for, you know, you're just talking about life and look for a job. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, they, they're they hiring in my place if you want to move to Baton Rouge. And you were like, I don't know. <laughs> you were like, I don't know. Like, yeah. sure. And I was like, that was okay. not on my radar. <laughs> and I was like, OK, I'll send you the, you know, I know we're hiring for um, like entry level, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, I referred him to the job and. You know, rest. Well, not the rest is history because it took a little bit of time, but you got there eventually. Yeah, it did take a little time. (laughs) I got strung along for like four or five months. Yeah, that was Uh, kind of their thing during that. I found out later why why that happened, but that was a traumatic experience. I was basically (laughs) I was like waiting for so long, and that ended up being the only job that I applied to that got back to me quickly, well, somewhat quickly, and said yes. So uh, go figure. Yeah, IBM was my uh, my. I wouldn't say my last resort. Kind of my only resort. Mm, they were which there is for not you. a bad place no to be. No one else was. <laughs> yeah, I say this sarcastically, but I mean, having a job at IBM is certainly not anything to to scoff at. No, unless you've already had a job at IBM, in which case you can scoff. Scoff all you want. <laughs> scoff, scoff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so okay, so Steve, you get the job at IBM. You come to Baton Rouge. There's a whole story about how he took my apartment. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so, so uh, should I share that story, Steve? I can share. Uh, yeah. Basically, Brad just uh, not only got me a job, and when I say he like got me a job, I mean he didn't just suggest that I work there. He actually was like whispering in their ears, like you should. <laughs> <laughs> he knows something, you know. Physics. Like I barely knew anything. Um. And I think it was like mobile development that I got signed on for. But then I never did a lick of mobile development. <laughs> That's what happened to most people. And yeah. I still have it. <laughs> Same. And they really, they really got us. In my case, it worked out because I didn't love mobile development to begin with. But uh, yeah, he, he got me this job. He got me an apartment. And he got me roommates. Um, so he kind of set me up for Louisiana. <laughs> Man, he sets you up good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it was at the time it was convenient because I needed to like move out. Mm. I wanted to move out, or was like a stepping stone. in a few mo- months I was going to move out. But uh, Steve was coming, like, and I was like, "All right, you just take over my lease." And he just stayed in my apartment as I got an apartment somewhere else, and he just like paid me as I paid rent. I don't know if that's super. I don't even know. I talked to the people in the leasing office and they were super unhelpful and they were trying to charge us like $500, $600. Oh, no. To I remember that. Yeah, and it was, he was only going to be on the lease, like switch over for like a few months. Yeah, like and, then I, months. and then I officially took over the lease. Yeah, so it was and like didn't really pay $600. So, exactly. Like, so, um, so yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it was like, and in, in, once again, like me and Steve, you know, we, we go, go, went to the same church in Georgia. So we started going to the same church here in uh, Baton Rouge as well. So like a lot of the guys that I knew very well went to church with us. And I was like, hey, you know, I know these guys are super cool. So you can just stay with them. And they're like, yeah, man, we'll take them. <laughs> so um, with that exact accent. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man, we'll take <laughs> But um, uh, OK, so Steve, I have a question. So what was when you saw. So what was your experience with the Agile Room, like your original? Did, were we already like hard, hardcore squatting there? I'm assuming, I assuming we were, because I, I remember, remember you would pop in periodically, like, and just leave. But you wouldn't, like, stay, stay. I just remember you kind of had a off and on relationship with the Agile space for yeah, quite a while. Yeah, I did. You guys were squatting for a while before I joined you. And this is why. 
because I, I started at IBM and I immediately became like best friends with this guy who uh, invited me into his own little friend group of friends. And on top of being friends with him, we were also on a lot of projects together. So I usually was at my desk. Oh, and that's the other thing is uh, once they trained me up, they put me to work. I was mm-hmm. I was staying real busy. Oh, that's right. And I often had um, like, you know, a local team. So I had the opposite experience of, from Brad where I was it, it behooved me to be at my desk because it was easy to collaborate with the like eight people who sat next to me and who I was working with uh, like, you know in the dirt with um that's fair and it wasn't until later that people started to move desks or they started to move to other teams or to travel more that i was like well hey i'm alone let me check out this (laughs) agile space and we accepted uh, you and you accepted me with with open arms where the lonely people stay <laughs> Pretty much. I, I mean, it got to the point where like people were around, but I kept mm-hmm. going to the agile space, <laughs> and they were like, "Steve, why don't you sit at your desk?" I'm like, "Eh." There oh, was a time. Right. Now you're reminding. I think it was the same time where there was another group that we shared the agile space with. Oh yeah, for a yeah. solid. It had to be close to a year that they were there with us. Like at they were near the windows. Yeah, and I don't know what happened. They kind of disbanded, and then a couple of them would show up, and then, I don't know, it was kind of sad. Yeah. Well, what was really sad, A, I don't care about some other random group, all right? Like, <laughs> this is a clique, and I only care about my clique. Oh, but, mm. uh, so just keep that in mind. No, but uh, what was actually made me sad was some group, like, officially moved into the Agile space. You remember that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, that made me sad, because they took away my home. But that was... That was after I left, right? That was a long yeah. time. Yeah, you mm-hmm. were gone. So, so there's so many stories about the agile space. So I want to like <laughs> talk about what three uh, Kyle said. So there was a period of time, and and Steve might have been working there at the point, but there was another like group of friends who would meet within the agile space. Like we squatted in there for a while. Everybody started to know like if you're looking for me, like Brad, you mm-hmm. <laughs> just go to the agile space because I'm gonna be there, right? So people would come there and like and also because I was there longer, people who are like newer hires would normally come to me to ask questions like, hey, how do you log into this? Hey, my password's not, you know, so it kind of like was a place where people would come in and out. And then I don't really I didn't know them before this, but there's like a group of friends that came in and they were always. I don't know how to describe it, but. Loud. They wore leather. They <laughs> you say loud, guys. <laughs> Breaking bottles and grabbing yeah. women and stuff. They're the I reason. Know. I mean, not to, not to hold a grudge, <laughs> but they're the reason we got kicked out. Yes, yes. They, we, but we we reclaimed the space though. Like we, did. we fought. So, for oh, it. Man, there's so many stories. <laughs> so, we, so, okay. oh, we we also lost the ability to eat food because of some other group. Yeah, right? the same group. Of the same group. So. Essentially, they started coming to the Agile space. They kind of saw the wonder of it and just was hanging out, right? Always talking. There was like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not gonna, like, all I can say is it was always dramatic. I just remember thinking, like, this should be like a TV show. Mm-hmm. Like, there was always somebody was angry at somebody, or <laughs> there's this one girl just always was causing problems. Always drama. <laughs> always drama. And she'd come in there and, like, it was like, the other, there's like maybe four of them. And like three of them were like straight. Like they always were mm-hmm. pretty much knew, followed the rules in the agile space. Like, hey, like treat everything well, clean up after yourself, stuff like right. that. But there was this one girl who just did not care. Didn't. And she would leave her food. She would like, Put I think she was up. getting feed up on stuff. I, got, I think she got in an argument with one of the like people who like led. Like it was just stuff. And then one day, she spilled something like pink. pink or red. Yeah, like on one of the seats. And these are nicer they kind nice. of look. Yeah, and, and normally when they did like uh, tours of the building, they would bring mm-hmm. people into this space. So that's probably like when we would either, either we'd have to leave or we'd have to act like we were working. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of those behavior. Two, you know, um, not that we didn't do work, but. We were we always working. More. We, we always had to be working. Yeah, like professional. And, uh, 
but she spilled something and then she but she didn't say nothing and like abandoned the space mm-hmm. right gone and um carol who was over like the building she was like i'd say like the buildings are like she played no games no right? games she was the she warden. was like she was the warden and that spill just changed everything like Carol was like, nobody can eat in here. Nobody can, like, before we could eat our lunch in there, we could hang out, drink stuff, goof off. You know, we had game jams in there and stuff like that. Like, it was open and she just ruined it. Right. And then she fled. Like, she straight up fled. Like, gone. (laughs) Still don't know where she is. Still don't, still ain't ain't seen her since. To this day. (laughs) But I think one mm -hmm. of the things that really, like, messed us up was that. Whatever she spilled left a stain, and the cleaning crew couldn't get it out. Like mm. it was like a deep grease stain. It was like oil on the seat. Yeah. yeah, like it wasn't just like it wasn't just juice. I don't know what she had. It was probably that Chinese food. She probably spilled something. Oh, some red sauce. Oh yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. And yeah, and, and I remember the cleaning crew was like really trying to make it happen. Like props to them. They had they an were. industrial fan in there, <laughs> all kind of equipment. Like they were doing. It seemed like it was over the top, but then yeah. once they were finished, it's the same was still there. So I yeah. guess they had to do everything. Can I take a moment of silence for the not a, not a, actually a moment of silence? I shouldn't use that lightly, <laughs> but a moment to uh, emphasize the, the cleaning crew. I'm mm. thinking about that Friday afternoon after the <laughs> the, the Diwali celebration. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about, Brad? Yeah, but I think Brad I was gone. I I'm pretty I was, sure Brad was, was gone. Oh, Kyle, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I 100% know what you're talking about. I started smelling something from the bathroom. <laughs> and I, I walked in there and I'm like, okay, somebody somebody <laughs> had a nasty poo and it stinks No, in no, here. no, no, no. Steve, are you talking about the explosion? This Wait, you were there for exploded. that? Exploded. I, I was the person who encountered it. And oh. then I was... Was it you, Steve? So it I, was I, me. I was, was the first of us who encountered it. <laughs> I took a I took picture a of it. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. You told... You, I wasn't there. You're right. I wasn't there. You sent me the picture. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of a different poop incident. But yes, that's different. Oh my yeah, goodness. Like it I was on the walls. That. It was on the walls. Listen, <laughs> podcast audience. It was on the walls. Like only okay. on the walls. Like it wasn't. I mean, it was also on the toilet, but it wasn't in the. T- well, they had flushed, I assume. So there was nothing in the bowl, but there was a lot outside the bowl. Yeah. A and this is not a truck stop. Place. This is not your bathroom with a toddler. This was grown men. Yeah. Men's bathroom. Right? Like, who should know. First of all, should know better, but also should be better. Be better. And poop better. Yo, I remember the picture. I remember the picture when you sent it to me, Steve. And you kind of gave me some warning, like, hey, man. <laughs> like, something went down. It was, was rough. Like, You're like, I'm about to send you something. You sent me this message. I was like, oh, my goodness. You said, y'all was... seen Daddy Daycare. Like, yeah, that yeah. scene with the little boy. <laughs> that's what it looked like. Yeah. I was thinking of that scene with the with the chocolate from uh, was it Dumb and Dumber? Hmm. But he had I don't watch dumb movies. I don't know. Oh, uh, but there was a scene with the melted chocolate, and uh, it was in his <laughs> pocket, and he went into the bathroom, and it was at his girlfriend's house, and he didn't realize that the melted chocolate was in his pocket when he and he went in there like to wash his hands or something. I don't know. And so he pulled it out, but there wasn't any TP. And so he just grabbed the clean white towel that was on the wall. <laughs> and in so doing, his hand like grazed the wall and he was trying to rub it off. But it was, you know, it was a chocolate bar, so it wasn't just coming up. And so by the end, it was just everywhere. And so he like kept something on his hands and walked out. And he was like, we have to go now. <laughs> and so he and his girlfriend left. And so the dad walked into the bathroom. And he's like, it's everywhere. <laughs> it was horrible, but hilarious at the same time. I'll never forget. And, and this all happened in on a Friday afternoon, right? <laughs> it was after, like I said, it was after Diwali. So a lot of people hadn't really worked. They were just, they came to eat. They got, they, they got their work done. They left early. And this was like the weekend. And someone had either Monday morning or Friday evening 
had to clean mm. the poo off the wall. Man. Yeah, I don't think they work oh, weekends. Man. It was so it was marinating. Oh man. That is no, they work Friday e- they work Friday evenings. Yeah, they'll like be like that. vacuuming and stuff. I would catch them. Dude. But they eventually <laughs> though I mean maybe they didn't, or maybe that was the final straw. I don't know. But like after nearly not too long after that, th- that whole crew was gone. So I don't know if they were just mm. scarred by the incident or they refused <laughs> to clean it. Uh, all I can say is it is uh, it is one of those situations where I can only imagine if I was the person who did that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> because, you know, it was one of those situations, and I'm sorry for everybody who isn't into toilet humor, but it's one of those situations <laughs> where you're trying to take your, your, your pants off and it's, <laughs> it's already moving. Oh but, no! <laughs> but they didn't expect they 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 you. It's kind of like you got to use the bathroom. You got to pee really bad, and you can hold it until the moment you have to actually pee. Like you're in front of the toilet, then it's mm-hmm. like it's going. And I feel like that's exactly it. It was like the pants came down, and it just said "Wow!" like shotgun blast, <laughs> just <laughs> before they could sit. Horrible! Oh my, oh my goodness! I mean, that's how it looked. So you know, <laughs> it really it looked like a shotgun blast. <laughs> Well, hey, from standing position, super agile bros, listeners, if if you guys, if it was you who did it, if you give us enough likes, comments, whatever have you, we'll find some way to show this image because it's a real thing and it is unbelievable. If you I've never I am 32 years old and I've never seen anything like it to this day, to this day, hopefully never will again. Never again. I will say, so no one gets their hopes up about this, or their expectations up. It isn't the amount of poo <laughs> that is surprising. It's it's the area. It's the surface area. <laughs> the that's distribution. That it's the distribution. That's what's going to knock your socks off. A mile wide, about. inch deep, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you could tell the person tried to, like, wipe up some off the wall, but, like, just gave up. They just fled. That's all you can do is flee and just hope nobody comes and finds you. As like, leave. If, you've, oh, if you've seen a Jackson Pollock painting, then <laughs> it's in the area. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it's really, it's, it's amazing. So, if you, basically, there has to be enough impetus for us to release the image but you know if there's enough comments like whatever we'll show it i don't know how we will show it but i'm gonna make email. sure that it's google in a way that it won't scar people i'll email it directly to people <laughs> you know, virus. no no warning Straight virus make sure you send it to the work email um <laughs> cc the manager <laughs> so so just kind of coming back around um so steve i was gonna ask you like how did you and Kyle become friends because yeah like we were all hanging out together but that doesn't necessarily you know what I'm saying like you can hang out with a group of people but like that doesn't mean everybody becomes friends with everybody you know like do y'all remember was it was it the switch like I feel like the switch bonded y'all or something like y'all yeah it was I think it was a number of things I mean you definitely mutual hatred yeah, mutual hatred of you. Um, thank you. Thank and you. so you Do being there definitely was the catalyst. You know, we could conspire against you and never successful. Uh, <laughs> never. <laughs> but hey, uh, you left IBM. It worked. Yeah, we were. I think. I think we did pretty good. Um, but definitely playing games together. Um, you know, there were also a couple of people who were like in our group, and it was like a group synergy type thing. We and ate lunch. Then, yeah, we ate lunch together pretty much every day, and you know, breaking bread is like. The best way to get to know somebody. Especially if it's Cane's toasted mm. bread. <laughs> the best bread. And then I, I went to, we had a couple of, we went to a couple of you guys' church events and stuff. I don't know. It, I think it was just like over time, you know. And then I felt like I was at the center more than I was home. And so, <laughs> like, and I would see you guys pretty much all the time that I was there. And so, I don't know. I think it was just like one of those things that just kind of developed. And then once you left, we kind of only had each other for the most part. Yeah, that's true. Until he also it, and, and so there's a, there was a rule at the center that I'm sure is no longer there, which was you can work from home twice a month. Mm-hmm. But other than that, if you're not, you know, traveling for work, you're expected to be at the office. Uh, and in retro, at the moment, I thought that was kind of generous. Because I had never considered, wow, you could work from home. Because, of yeah. course, it's a laptop. So when I started working there, I was like, wow, that's great. 
Uh, and now that I've been working from home for like two years straight, I'm kind of like, I'm like over it. But um, anyway, I I very early in my career kind of became one of the uh, the golden boys. I like, uh, did some presentations yes. and I was doing blockchain stuff. Mm, oh yeah, and, I remember that. And I think I proved, I think I acquitted myself and proved that even when if I was working from home, I was getting work done. And so <laughs> I definitely took advantage. I would just work from home like all the time. I know. A couple times a week. Um, <laughs> but I always tried to come into the office when I knew that Kyle was coming in and that he would be free for lunch or whatever. Yeah, because, I remember that. We didn't make Yeah, because it's a bummer. And sometimes he would come in and I wouldn't be there and he would same time <laughs> he would same time me and eventually slack. Hey man, where are you? And for me it was like a twenty a twenty or thirty minute drive. So I would just be like, Oh, I'll come in for lunch and I'll just stay the rest of the day. Yeah. So yeah, we were we were buds. They were buddies. We were I mean I think pre agile bros. And I feel like the most random thing kind of bonded our 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 friendships, our our trio. It was I think it was a bet. If you remember the Steve, where I know what you I know what you're talking <laughs> you, about, you know, but I have another story that surpasses this. But please okay, continue. okay. So my story is basically there was a bet, um, and I think this was before I left uh, IBM. Uh, I'm back at IBM now, but um, that Smash Brothers Ultimate. <laughs> I kept like there was a date that it was going to come out, like oh it's December out December 2019. Yeah. 2019, and and I was saying. There's no way that Smash Brothers is coming out <laughs> in 2019. <laughs> and Steve was like, no, it is coming out in 2019. So we made a bet that I said it's Smash 2020, right? Like, <laughs> I kept saying this. And and then I don't know what, like, like happened, but we created a, like, I created, I guess, a, a Slack uh, channel. A Slack. And a Discord it was a Slack workspace for just the three of us. Yeah, it was a Slack for and us three. To, Smash twenty twenty, and it was called Smash twenty twenty. And I can't remember if that was a hundred. All I know is that I did that to make him upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was before that happened, before the game came out, and and I remember Steve specifically saying, "Man, why are you making another Slack channel?" Like, I don't want another Slack channel to talk to people in. I was like, man, whatever. Like, <laughs> and, it was just, and it wasn't a channel. It was a workspace. It was a whole It was a whole workspace. workspace. Yeah. It was just like, the three of us. And I was like, what is the point? <laughs> it's been a we great have, We're in like six IBM workspaces <laughs> already <laughs> together. We can just talk have it. a little chat. I, I don't know what made Because I don't know what made me. I, I barely ever really used Slack anywhere. I can't remember what made me make it initially other than to mock you. But <laughs> it really could have just been that. I think that was enough. <laughs> and oh, and I think it was because part of it was because I was going to leave IBM and it was like a way to track it or so. I can't remember. But oh, yeah. But long short is that Slack channel is kind of like how we talk to this day, like mm-hmm. all three of us. And there's like every day that like it hasn't been a while since we've added a new channel because like you said, we have a Slack workspace. And if you're not familiar with Slack, it's basically like a place where like you bring people in and then you can make these channels where you can talk about different things. Like you just make titles and they can be private channels or whatever, like kind of chat rooms. And every time I would just make random channels like, like, Oh, let's like, let's have a meme dump channel where we drop our memes. Oh, like let's have a question of the day channel. Right? And we just have like 10 channels, but you know what? Those channels get used, son. Like, <laughs> they do from time to time. They come in handy. And yeah, and there's stuff that I mean, like it's it's probably the best way to get for all three of us to get in touch with each other at any yeah. given time. Yeah. Even even the the correspondence for doing these podcasts is in there, so it's yeah. been very useful. Yeah, like we have a a random channel where we talk about random stuff, a general channel which who knows it's also a random. Channel. <laughs> it's also random. <laughs> yeah. We have an Apex Legends channel where we talk about Apex Legends and coordinate mm-hmm. playing. We have a game plan- planning channel where it kind of more or less is where we plan maybe playing something, but it could just diverge into it's like random. Educational. Oh. It's like educational it was- gaming content mostly. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was about like making a game, like planning to make a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think that was the initial intent, but like. <laughs> it diverges, yeah. <laughs> it's diverged hard. Yeah. 
There's and the, there is a Smash Bros. channel. They, which never gets used. It never gets used. Much. Never. I post then, I post mm-hmm. in there. Because like every other month, a Smash Bros. ripoff comes out. And <laughs> I, I usually post the link in oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. And then there's the Meme Dump channel, which was pretty much barren for a long time, but has gotten more traffic recently. Where like mm-hmm. now more memes get dropped in there. Just periodically. It's not like overwhelmingly a lot of memes. It's just... You know, they're high quality three, though. Two or three days. Yeah, high quality memes. I and prefer quality over quantity. <laughs> over quantity. Yes. Just sometimes when somebody drops a meme. Uh, what other channels do we have? We have a whole bunch of channels. And it's just. Uh, we have the Super Agile Bros channel. Yes, we mm-hmm. have a channel where we discuss Super Agile Bros uh, stuff. <laughs> yeah, so so what were you going to say, Steve? You were saying what really solidified us was not the Smash 2020, but you were saying something else. That's right. You guys are forgetting the most important thing we did together in the Agile space. Oh. We worked on uh, Mary's pet project, the hackathon, remember? Mm. Oh, so that was that was the beginning. That was way back when. Very wow. at the beginning. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Background. So this is a whole other story. There's a lot of stories. Like the Agile space has so many stories, like we're going to remember them throughout the time of this show, but like so many things have happened in there. Um, but so when Steve first started at IBM, um, I was actively trying to move my, get a promotion. Uh, I was just working. I was just, you know, trying to do the best I could. And Mary, who became like the, our boss, our manager's manager, and she's super awesome. First of all, Mary's like Love the, Mary. the goat. Oh, yeah. You know, shout out to Mary. The bees knees. Shout out to Dean, the goats, you know, of all managers. Um, but uh, basically, like, there was, uh, <laughs> there was, like, this hackathon going on, uh, Skyrim. Um, a hackathon that was going on. <laughs> we'll come back around <laughs> to that. I forgot about Skyrim. <laughs> Skyrim. So, um, so basically, like, I wanted to become a manager. But at that point, I had never managed anybody. I'd never led a team. I'd never done anything. And Mary was new to our center and she was kind of taking over. But Mary knew that I was like doing good work, but she didn't really know me that well. And something she told me was like, hey, like, I'd like to see you like do something where you lead an effort. Right. She was like, hey, like there's this hackathon going on. Would you be willing to take on that um, on this uh, effort? And I said, sure. But the only thing that I said to her is like, can I choose the team Mm. that I work with? Right. So straight out of the movies, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> so I said, "Is that okay?" And she was like, "Yeah, you know, I don't really know people." She was still getting to know the center, and Steve had just started. Of course, I knew Kyle already, and me and him have mad work synergy. Um, then there was Michael, and uh, was Terry? I think Terry was was Terry. Yeah, Terry. Yeah, Terry. Terry. So so like um, basically like to me like. You know, not I think everybody at the center is great, but like these in my mind, like of the people who I knew were like like the, the killers. Folks. Like yeah. if if I want something to go like to be gangster, I need these crew. So kind of like yeah, like a a demolition. What, what's that movie with like the A team? The the A well, gosh, the A team. Come on, let's do better. What's the movie with like Arnold? Not Arnold Schwarzenegger. The Expendables. Uh, the Expendables. Oh like, my gosh! You're gonna you're gonna give the Expendables <laughs> over the A team? I guess the A team is more iconic, but I'm trying to think of swole people who just be doing stuff. <laughs> so they, like sent there to die, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anywho, I said the Suicide Squad. So basically, like I went on a campaign to convince these guys to work with me in this hackathon so like kyle was probably the easiest because kyle's always kind of down for whatever like he's like sure whatever like you know i'm down but i got other things to do and i was like hey i need somebody to do design that's what kyle's good at so and i know he's really good so i said i would like kyle on the team steve i i at that point i didn't know your exact skill set but i know you're like really talented (laughs) and really like if you're given a task you're gonna kill it so I said, cool, I want Steve, and we have a good relationship. So I knew that as far as working on a team together, it'd be good. Michael was also a boss, and I knew him through you, uh, Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like, the company. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, he really is the face. 
You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, Michael Yo. was always well-dressed. He was always, always a, a dapper guy, tie. man. That the definition he, of dapper son. He was in every commercial they filmed <laughs> while he worked there. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Michael, we need you. <laughs> he killed um, it, too. He killed it, you know? So I was like, I need Michael because he's a boss. I already knew of him working with Steve. And then there was Terry, who Terry to me is like... On another level, the, dude. On another level. You know, hopefully one day he'll hear this. But really, I think Terry is like... Like the best program I've ever met. Like super humble, super humble, super hardworking, super creative, super talented. Like fun, dude, to, fun to work with. A beast, and he's easy and fun to work with. He's a cool guy. You know, shout out to Terry. So anyway, and so I basically like, <laughs> like I basically convinced everybody, like, hey man, this is a really good opportunity. Like you'll get to be in front of people. Also, like they're gonna feed us. Like, you know, so like I was I was really doing the hard sell because I really was like, if I can get this team together, we're going to be a boss team. And it was over the weekend. So that's and it was over the weekend. So that was the hardest sell. But, um, you know, I put my salesmanship and my belief. I truly believe in these people, believe in these these guys, our team. So everybody joined. And it was uh, it was a very fun experience, like to have both of our managers, all of our managers, two of them, Dean and uh, Mary. Hanging yeah. out with us over the weekend. We got to... And they came, yeah, they hung out with us. They, they didn't just give us a mission and dip out. No. Mm-hmm. They they it was super it. cool. They brought tons of snacks. Snacks. Like, yeah. They went in. Yeah. yeah. So, and uh, I don't know, like, it was just a fun time. I don't I don't know, what, what do you guys remember, like, the experience? Like, what was it for y'all, like, that whole thing? I felt like <sighs> it was, uh, it could have been a whole lot more stressful because I have been and was a part of teams who had like short deadlines before that. And so I remember going into it like, man, why did I agree to this? But then <laughs> it turned out to be pretty cool. Like it was more, it felt more like a game jam yeah. than it did a hackathon, you know, just because hackathons are like, they usually come with the caveat that it's business and work related mm-hmm. type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I had fun. Yeah. It was a good time. And I- it was really great for me. I, I, uh, I remember that I, I, worked on like the database portion of our little app because it kind of was related to what I had been doing with blockchain and it was close enough that I knew I could do it quickly and, and learn what I needed to learn. And it was such a great uh, experience for me because I'm like, oh, this is, you know, I was, I was using a tool that I had some familiarity with, but I was using it in a totally different way and I was using it quickly. So like that was, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I was really, <clears throat> Sorry, I was really proud of like what it, what we came up with in the short time, and um, considering <laughs> that uh, essentially, not to I don't really know what the hackathon was for, but it definitely felt like we were never going to win. Um, <laughs> it felt like the team was already decided. Matter of fact, we had a whole inside joke because there was one team that like submitted their project super early, but it was immediately. Like, Almost immediately, but it was already more gangster than anything we could do. <laughs> like, and we were like, "Yo, they just straight up uploaded Skyrim to this hackathon and said we done." <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> pre-built. You know, it was pre-built version one point two. Then after the hackathon, like communications went completely silent. Yeah, until they like chose a winner or something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then it was like it was this big deal. Like it was a team we didn't even know was like a part of it and they got mm-hmm. this really huge award like these accolades and it just kind of blew up even though it was supposed to be like a small hackathon like it was super weird yeah it yeah. it really felt like it was a hackathon just to give certain teams like uh-huh. recognition. some avenue to, yeah to get recognition so yeah that definitely was i forgot about the hackathon uh that was uh yeah. and it experience. was shady man yeah and for our part i'm pretty sure mary only she didn't think we were gonna win either I think she really just wanted us to have a proof of concept to replace that tool that yeah. we were replacing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. if they ever used it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think they they did a little bit, but you know, I'm not going to talk too much about it. That's probably where we. <laughs> I'm just going to let let that be. But I think the tool was probably they needed to switch to that tool anyway. So <laughs> mm-hmm. what they were doing before was a problem. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really funny because like, like it's. It's weird that, like, it all kind of started there. I just remember, like, after a period of time, it just became, like, this thing where we would all share YouTube videos with each other. Like, sitting there, like, that's mm-hmm. how, basically, 
you know, Soul Pumpkin Pumpin, aka Overblood 2's <laughs> theme song. <laughs> that that became a thing. Maybe I'll splice that in here so y'all can hear it. Yes. But uh it it is it is one of the worst things ever. But you know, let me ask y'all this, you know, kind of like turning a corner here. Did you expect when you were pursuing like first of all, what is I mean, I guess in many ways it's like where do we see ourselves after this? We're no longer well, me and Kyle are still at IBM. Steve's at a different company. We're still working together, but we don't have the agile space, right? Mm-hmm. But like what do y'all imagine? I don't know what you what you guys want to see with your careers now. Like maybe we'll never have an agile space where we'll all work together and do something like that, but like I don't know, what are your dreams as your for your your coming careers and where you want to go with with your uh your life, man? You know, thinking thinking forward. Um, y'all my aspirations aspirations yeah steve <laughs> did you just volunteer me <laughs> <That's a Steve? laughs> uh he aspires to be me that's how i'll take that <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> failure. Yeah, you know it's it's uh i've been i would i would say i've been kind of lacking in direction career-wise for a long time uh and even the job i have now out of voxy was kind of a fluke you know i was looking for work here in atlanta and a recruiter found me and it's this like kind of telephony company and we do stuff with like contact center software and it was super outside of my wheelhouse but it just happened to use like the language and kind of some of the architecture that i'm used to Mm. but now i've been doing it for a while and i'm like this is actually pretty fun yeah and i'm learning a lot about it and i don't know if i want to like leave this industry like the telephony kind of side of things like I think if I if I ever leave, I say if, but I feel like it's a when. But I'm currently very happy, so I'm probably not leaving anytime soon. But uh, if and when I leave, I don't know if I would do anything like drastically different. I think I want to become kind of. There's this guy I work with, who's like the seasoned architect, and today he was wearing a shirt on our video call that said send nudes but it said nudes like n-o-o-d nudes like a noodle and it was a picture of like some chopsticks and noodles he lives next to a chinese restaurant (laughs) um (laughs) i was like i was like that's a bold shirt to wear i gonna say something i i mean just me i guess but um (laughs) i mean no one actually cares yeah everyone's pretty cool it's a small company but um you know, I kind of want he aside from the shirt. He's a cool guy. Like he he's the guy that like knows how all the little intricate pieces of the system work together and you know, what's going to happen if you change this kind of input or how can we stuff in this new technology where it doesn't really fit. Um and I feel like I've kind of in a very slow methodical way <laughs> have been like kind of becoming his understudy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like I like that that uh I don't know, that that part of the job, you know, building something new, learning all the intricate pieces, building a puzzle. Um, so whatever whatever's ahead of me, I hope it's something similar to that. Um, Very cool. I hope that I can one day wear a shirt that says send nudes mm, and just be like chilling in my leaned back chair with my eight monitors around me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm exaggerating, obviously. Why? <laughs> Aspire. I would only have I would only have six. You would need nine. So you have one in the center. There shouldn't be any light sources in your house outside yeah. of monitors. <laughs> yeah, you got to get a yeah. special monitor that like mimics daylight, so you never have to go outside. Never. When the system goes down and like all the all the charts go black, it, <laughs> the room turns dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that'd be cool. Um, kind of on a more on a different side of things. Uh, I I've been getting into more like so, trying to do some hobbies. Hmm. I think I've gotten past the point where I can see myself making a video game, maybe in the future. Um, but I've been like working on a website with one of my friends and uh, I like just set up a little server, an old laptop in my house and I'm playing around with that. So I'm just trying to like feel out new kinds of technology and just do a few hobbies and see where they take me. That's super cool. That's cool. Very interesting. Absolutely. What about you, Kyle? Yeah, so I think it's awesome that you find that type of you know satisfaction in your <clears throat> in your job. Very cool. I know a lot of folks uh, look for that. Um, Thank you. So for me, 
I guess what drives me day to day is like new things and I, I really like making things. And so my pursuit has been to kind of bridge the gap between making things and experiencing new things. So I've been making new things, making new things. And so um, I, I have like a lot of side hustles, I guess you can call them. And I've never really considered myself an entrepreneur, but I guess a piece of me is. Um, you know, my, my dad owned his own business. And so the freedom that he had when I was growing up has always been attractive to me as far as hmm. a career is concerned. And so I've never like had... I guess, idle hands when it comes to where my job is at the time. Like, I'm always doing something else. And so even now, you know, I'm working at IBM. Um, and I like my job. I like my, my day-to-day. And it's definitely helping me to take care of my family. But if I have to be completely honest, my drive is in the things I do after I leave this this job. Which right now, um, I've been working in uh, making t- T-shirts, I guess you can call it, you know, uh, graphic apparel, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so I've, I've just been doing that a lot lately and, you know, back for yourself, Hmm. like for yourself, no, for uh, other people, um, either small businesses or people who have one-offs, uh, the biggest contact I've had so far was actually with my church. Um, I've made 150 shirts for them over the course Mm of two months and so it's, it's really been giving me like a lot of insight on the way that this business can run <clears throat> and um you know so it's it's been a really cool kind of pursuit and in that time and i've also designed i think five logos for upcoming small businesses and so like i've really been enjoying it because you know it's it's right in what i want to do where my heart is which is just make stuff and yeah. then what i really want to do when i make stuff is like hat hat make something that you know has an impact on someone and so when I'm making something for someone, then, you know, that's pretty a direct correlation to to them. And so just really trying to get trying to get to where I'm doing that all the time is, I guess, where my career focus is. Whether or not I'm going to stick with, you know, making shirts or designing logos isn't like I'm not certain with that because I feel like game design has a very similar you know effect. You know, you build something, you design something, you create an experience for someone and, you know, they experience it has an impact on them. And so it all kind of fits in the same, I guess, yeah. not genre, but avenue creation. Hmm. Yeah. No, when I are f- we going to make our farmer Steve game? When are we going to make what? <laughs> farmer Steve. Oh yeah. So when you left, that was something that me and Steve were working on. I had an idea for this farmer game and it didn't go very far, but he was helping me with it. It was pretty fun for a little while. Farmer Steve. Farmer Steve. <laughs> He had a the name pitch was unrelated. Work. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting because I've been trying to, this is a question, you know, I feel like me and Kyle talk about this a lot. Like whenever, because mm-hmm. me and Kyle have been like working on projects. Who knows how many projects we've worked on over a period of time, YouTube channels, you know, video games, who knows, you name it, you know, uh, we've, we've worked on it. And it's always just like trying to figure out like what makes me feel alive, you know? Um, I think I've always struggled personally with holding down a job that doesn't make me feel like feel something right. Like, Mm -hmm. like I feel that there's just essentially one of the most essential parts is who I am is like Kyle was describing like creation, like creating something new, just refining that, making something new and just continuing to do that. I love technology kind of like I fell into this because of a lot of things. I mean, there's a lot of backstory, but you know, now like, um, I've kind of gone from like a pure like programming development job, you know, just every day working on bugs and creating new features and applications and mobile apps and stuff like that to being like in a more, I guess you could say content creation role. You know, um, I'm a developer advocate, you know, at IBM and essentially like I help people learn stuff about technology. And a lot of it is like writing blogs, making videos, doing webinars and stuff like that. And I'm finding that like, I enjoy this, right? But it also like taps into another side of me, which is I'm an introvert. So like talking to people is super tiring, you know? (laughs) Engaging with people is really difficult, but I love doing it in a way. And I'm kind of in this weird place where I'm trying to figure out like, what does it mean for me to create and not like 
completely destroy myself <laughs> in the process. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know. I love doing stuff like this. This podcast is just like a natural overflow of our relationship as friends, right? Like we just talk like, like honestly, like y'all don't even know this, but like hundred percent after the podcast ends, like we just keep talking about random stuff, you know, like it's just like, I remember it was maybe like it was two episodes ago, two episodes ago, three episodes ago. We were just talking and talking. And then I think it was Steve was like, oh, should we be recording this? <laughs> you know, like, right. like, because, you know, it's juicy stuff, man. It's juice, juice, hot takes, oh, nothing but hot takes. And, <laughs> but, but I enjoy this, you know, that's like good, after this content. video ends, I'm going to go through, I'm going to edit our audio. I'm going to put it together. I'm going to put, you know, like, and I just love doing that. I love refining it. I love like listening. Like I'll listen to these podcasts like two to three times just because I just want to hear like, how can I make it better? You know, I, mean, I don't have a goal. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. I just love creating. Um, so I just hope that I can find myself. You know, I enjoy what I do now, which is creation. Um, I just hope that I can continue to, I don't know, stay in roles like this where I'm doing content creation. And, you know, one day I just want to do live events. I really enjoy doing live events. Like, I love game jams. Like, even the hackathon we did together, I really enjoy that. I love that energy. Just mm-hmm. something about doing something you know, with people around and I don't know how to describe it, but I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, I think a lot of our, our, our friendship, our relationship, uh, the, uh, super agile bros, I don't know. It's really kind of helped me to tap into a lot of things that I feel that like I want to be, you know, um, which is a creative, you know, and, and so I, you know, I definitely enjoy doing this with you guys and, you know, we're, we're only what five episodes in or something like that, but like, I'm looking forward to all the episodes come. There's so much more stuff to talk about. Number one, like I just want to, <laughs> I like I want I want y'all to watch Prometheus the movie because I feel like I feel like this. Yes. I want to <laughs> talk about that. Like I want to talk about anime. I want to talk about Avatar: The Last Airbender. I want to talk about you know like the thing, you know I want to talk about Apex Legends and there's this whole thing that we've been talking about like the whole mentality of Smurfs. You know people who basically pretend like they're low level so they can destroy people who are clearly weaker than it's like there's so many things that we talk about like yeah you know um so yeah i don't know so yeah guys man um i don't know do you you guys have anything else to share because you know we've we've given our origin now people know who we are to a certain extent they don't know everything about the agile space what makes it super agile oh by the way i was like wondering it's called a super what did i what was that what i saying one time Super Agile Bros Ultimate or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Following a little too on the nose. Smash like, Bros yeah, moniker. Yeah, but I think uh, in many ways it's just a... This is just an overflow of us loving gaming. Us, like, just being, you know, really, really good friends. And, um, yeah, we bros. We bros, yo. Bros. Super. I guess. But, um... Super. But, yeah, man, um... I don't know. I don't, I don't have much more to say. I mean, there's plenty more we could talk about, but... You know, I think we really, really appreciate you guys listening. We really, really appreciate you guys um, just listening to our crazy story. Um, so many more stories from um, crazy things happening in Agile Space to crazy things happening in bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> we were on that for a solid minute. <laughs> solid like 10 minutes. But, um, but honestly, like, this is just who we are. We're just talking. We, we don't really have a plan. We're just living life. But um, really appreciate you guys listening to another episode of Super Agile Bros. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, Kyle, for uh, hanging out. Thank you, Steve, for hanging out. I appreciate y'all's friendship. I appreciate y'all's brotherhood. And I look forward to many, many more episodes to come. Thank you, Internet World. Thank y'all for listening. We will catch y'all on the flip side. Y'all take it easy. Peace.